Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Deuteronomy 33. If you remember last week, we talked about um, uh, having a, a, a long game kind of a view. Uh, oh, that they were wives, that they understood this, that men would consider their latter end. Um, and I had some share with me. We opened it up to Bible examples of this, Bible examples of this. Uh, some of the best Bible examples of this were given to me after we shut down the class. And uh, one of them was the prodigal son, which was a great, great Bible example uh, on not, not considering the results of uh, wanting that inheritance now and where that led uh, him. And, um, and we are in uh, the final addresses uh, by Moses Uh, Verse number one, and this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran and he came with 10,000s of saints, angels that were there from uh, his right hand when a fiery law for them. Uh, Yea, he loved the people. All his saints are in thy hand uh, and they sat down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive of thy words. Moses commanded us a law, uh, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. Uh, And he was king of Jeshurun uh, when the heads of the people uh, and the tribes of Israel uh, were gathered together. And so uh, it's kind of a complicated heading leading into uh, uh, two points that I want to make in the last two chapters is uh, the blessings uh, of Moses uh, or by Moses. Um, he's going to end up blessing, 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 blessing uh, the different tribes. Uh, And then after that, uh, we're going to see the burial of Moses, okay? So uh, the blessings by Moses or of Moses, but it's not God blessing Moses, it's Moses blessing them. Uh, And uh, that's point number one. And the reason we would uh, say that's point number one is because nine times in our passage, uh, it talks about uh, the pronouncement of blessings, the pronouncement of blessings Uh, upon them and verse one again this is the blessing wherewith Moses the man of God bless the children of Israel Uh, it's interesting to me that that it's the first time that phrase man of God is used in um, Old Testament it was used Uh, I don't believe it carries over the to the New Testament like it did in the Old Testament Um, you'll never hear me refer to myself or to another preacher as the man of God the man of God and um, I think we're all children of God. And yes, a, a pastor is um, uh, part of God's economy, uh, but pastors are fallible just like everyone else is fallible, the man of God. And, but I do think it's also ironic that, that uh, the meekest man on earth, which is referencing Moses, uh, is also called uh, Moses, the man of God. By the way, who's writing this at, this at this time? Anybody remember who's writing this at this time? Moses is. And so uh, it's either God inspiring him to, to say about himself. And you're going to see it again uh, in the burial uh, because he wrote the Pentateuch. Um, he, he's buried, and then there's a couple more verses afterwards. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit uh, moving him to, to pen uh, the word of God. And so it's God calling him a man of God, and if it's uh, Moses just saying, exalting himself, he either needs to be uh, checked in to be checked out, uh, or uh, it's God uh, attributing this 
cut to him. And so, um, by the way, this is immediately on the heels, last chapter, of God saying, um, you're not going to go into the promised land. Uh, of saying, you blew it, that you're not going in, your temper, um, uh, because you weren't uh, prudently governing your own spirit. Um, it, it's interesting to me that the last chapter was very, very um, uh, straightforward on Moses, you're done, you're done here, you're going to pull up short. Uh, you're not going to uh, fulfill everything that I wanted you to fulfill. Uh, but Moses, instead of pouting and complaining uh, and quitting uh, and uh, uh, disillusioned and uh, pulling up short, um, uh, what, what a lot of people do, instead, uh, he blesses Israel. He blesses the tribe. Well, he could have said, well, it wasn't my fault. He could have said to them, you're the ones to blame. You're the ones that, that provoked me to, to try not to slobber on me. Anyway, uh, provoked me to, uh, to anger. Uh, but instead of, of accusing or, or uh, excusing, instead he ends up uh, blessing and blessing and blessing. Instead of focusing on what he can't do, uh, he's focusing on what he can do. Uh, instead of focusing on what uh, God's not allowing him to do to go over in the promised land. And by the way, he does go over, over to the promised land eventually when uh, the Mount of Transfiguration happens and uh, Moses and Elijah uh, are transfigured with him. And, and so he gets there eventually, but, but here, not like uh, God's plan was, and so I can't go in, um, uh, but I can still bless them. Okay, I can't fulfill what I wanted to fulfill, uh, but I can still be an encouragement uh, to them. Uh, you ever dealt with people that you're walking on eggshells with, uh, uh, interacting? Because as soon as uh, you don't say exactly uh, what they want you to say, exactly how you, they want you to say it, uh, then they're out. I mean, they're done. They're, they're just, uh, it's walking. In fact, there's books <laughs> entitled Walking on Eggshells, uh, people that have borderline personality disorders, um, uh, whether it's narcissism or uh, thinking that they're the final authority for all things that pertain to faith and practice. Uh, walking on eggshell. Hey, that wasn't Moses. That wasn't Moses. God checks him up. Uh, God checks him up and basically saying, here's the boundary uh, that your life is going to occupy. Uh, and instead of saying, well, I can't be here, I can't do that, I can't be here, uh, I can't believe that, not my fault. Uh, instead, he decides to do what he can do uh, and that's, instead of getting mad, uh, he ends up pouring out blessing uh, after blessing um, after blessing. Uh, and so my first question is, uh, what are some of the reasons that people quit on God, uh, their walk with God? Um, uh, or uh, what are some of the reasons that people will even quit their uh, attendance uh, to church? Do you want me to go first? Uh, because, okay. Uh, being disappointed with the pastor. I knew all of you were already thinking it. Uh, and instead of you having 17 different variations of how you, I disappointed. Um, but uh, people that are disappointed at times with their pastor, um, they were, uh, uh, something was done wrong by uh, a pastor or a church in the past. And uh, now they uh, don't trust uh, any pastor or any church presently. And uh, ultimately, they're not going to, 
uh, uh, they distrust every pastor in every church. And, uh, and again, it goes back to they're not processing stuff the right way. Um, uh, okay, uh, another reason why people, uh, Moses had a whole lot of reasons to do that here. Uh, anybody else ever seen people walk, Billy? Yeah, their circumstances. No, that's really good. Um, and he's talking about when Peter was walking on the water and when he's focused on Christ, when he took his eyes off him, uh, he ended up sinking. And, and we see that a whole lot. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why when people quit church, and we went through this a little bit with COVID, not that anyone quit church, forced out of church. Um, a, a lot of times they have a hard time reengaging in church. Um, because all they remember is, well, I have to get up early, and then I have to go and drive, and uh, they forget the blessings, and, and I, I do think that's the circumstances, eyes on the circumstances, right back here, any, uh, a reason why people, God doesn't answer their prayers, uh, ultimately disappointed not with the people like Moses could have been, uh, but ultimately being disappointed uh, with God, uh, how about, um, loss of a spouse. I can't even imagine loss of a spouse or uh, loss of loss of a child. Um, my hat is off. I have huge respect uh, for people that um, have lost a spouse, lost a child, and do not miss a beat. Uh, they're not blaming God. They know that they shouldn't run from God. They need to run to God. And so uh, Moses had uh, every uh, reason in the world to to not bless them, but to curse them. Not bless them, but, but again, uh, to be angry at them. Um, and, and he basically cursed them last time at the rock when he said, ye rebels, and he struck out uh, at them with that, his words and then struck out uh, at the rock. And, of course, that's when he struck out uh, in the ministry. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, Moses did what we're supposed to do, and that's continue to love God and continue to love people. Continue to love God and continue to love people. And yes, uh, at times it may feel like God has disappointed us at times, um, but I think God probably deserves the benefit of the doubt, and I know that you're here, and I know that is what you believe. Um, and, and I also know that, that people disappoint us. Would anybody agree with that at all? Okay. Um, and I also know that we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. I, it's uh, always funny to me that that. Um, we want to judge others by their actions without even considering, well, they meant right or they meant well or their heart was uh, right. Um, but, 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 but we want people to consider what our motives were. Uh, and, and it's usually um, that we're harder on others than we are on ourselves. We just assume wrong intent with, with, with everyone else. And we want people to assume uh, good intent uh, with us. And so um, even the last chapter, Moses, you're not going in. Uh, he was still blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. Uh, verse 3, uh, yea, he uh, uh, loved uh, the people. And so uh, let's look at the blessings of, of Moses, the blessings uh, of Moses. By the way, um, Paul would be a New Testament example of, of Moses having gone through all that he, that he went through. And we've been talking about that on Sunday morning. Um, has, has anyone ever been stoned and drug out of the city, taken for dead? Any, anybody in here ever uh, had that? Uh, has anyone in here ever been beaten with rods? Um, or 
um, uh, all that Paul went through uh, in that one verse where uh, they were saying, let's worship him. Uh, and then the next verse, because they were hanging around people, evil communications, by the way, still do corrupt good manners. Um, he that walketh with fools shall be uh, his spirit uh, destroyed. Uh, in one verse's time, they went from uh, he's the best to he's the worst, from uh, let's worship him to let's kill him. Uh, but Paul continued to serve nonetheless. And praise the Lord for that. Moses is continuing to serve none uh, the less. Um, uh, and so, uh, number one, underneath the blessings of Moses, write down the giving of it, the giving of it, uh, the giving of it. Um, Moses knew his life was closing out. God was very specific with him, uh, and he took these opportunities to have some final words uh, to them. Um, uh, blessings, obviously, blessings, but I think even uh, directions and prophecies. Um, in, in the thought I had is if, if, uh, if I knew that I only had a, a couple of weeks left, what would I say to my kids? What would I say? I, I actually have a benediction that I do with Charlie all the time. Um, uh, and I, uh, hopefully I'll be around for years and years to come. Um, but when Charlie was, and I still do once in a while, usually when I'm pushing her on the swing and she comes back, I say, Charlie's the best. And then I push her again and, and Charlie is strong. And I push her again and, and Charlie is brave. And I push her again and Charlie is pretty. And I push her again and, and I say, Charlie is beautiful. Push her again, Charlie is kind. I push her again, uh, God made Charlie. Uh, God loves Charlie. Um, we're so glad that Charlie's a part of our family. Uh, and the reason I do that is because um, there's going to come a time where kids can be cruel. Uh, and they're not affirming uh, who she is. Uh, they'll be tearing down who she is. And so uh, that's kind of a, a uh, not an end-of-life blessing on her, but um, just trying to instill confidence. Charlie's brave. Charlie's brave. Charlie's brave. Uh, she had a meltdown the other day at one of those trampoline parks where big slide on the top, wouldn't go down the slide. Another kid had to go up. I mean, it was, uh, and when she got to the bottom, she said, Pop, I'm not brave. Pop, I'm not brave. And so uh, I'm still trying to breathe that into her. But Charlie's brave and Charlie's strong. Charlie's kind. And um, uh, if you had a chance to give your kids a, a final word, a final uh, benediction, a final blessing, uh, anyone uh, have any idea what they would do as far as blessing their kids, direction for their kids? Uh, any, any thoughts on that at all? Any thoughts on that at all? Because um, Moses here is, um, it's not the same as Genesis 49, where uh, Jacob is pronouncing uh, blessings and cursings. He's uh, prophesying over um, his, his uh, uh, sons, his sons, uh, the 12 tribes, but that's individually. Uh, it's, in, in fact, a, a great study would be taking Genesis 49 and Deuteronomy, 30, uh, and Deuteronomy 33 uh, and uh, cross-sectioning, hatching, uh, the difference between um, uh, Israel's uh, blessings uh, on the individual uh, 12 uh, and then here uh, Moses' blessings on uh, the tribal uh, 12. Simeon's left out, but uh, for the most part, uh, naming all of them except for uh, Simeon. And so let's jump into it. Uh, verse number six. Let Reuben live and not die, 
and let his uh, and let not his men be few. And so he starts out with mercy and grace. Uh, and you say, well, why is that mercy and grace? Because uh, Jacob pronounced upon Reuben himself, uh, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Thou shalt not uh, succeed. Um, uh, you're unstable as water. And, and now on the back side, um, uh, 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 Moses is saying, Reuben, uh, 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 you're going to live and not die. And uh, you're going to be multiplied. You're going to be increased. A, a great study would be comparing uh, those two. Look at verse number seven. Uh, and this is the blessing of Judah. Uh, so Reuben and now Judah. And he said, uh, hear, Lord, the voice of Judah uh, and bring him unto his people. Uh, let his hands be sufficient for him uh, and be thou and help to him from his enemies. And so uh, he's asking Judah to have strength and wherewithal and ability. Um, and uh, I think the reason that is is because Judah was always the one, almost always the one uh, first into battle, the ones that led the way. Uh, and so those that uh, had that harder path, that higher calling, that, that uh, also got the heartier blessing, uh, the heartier blessing. I find that uh, a lot of people want the the, the title of leading the way, the title of being the leader, uh, but they don't want to have to go through the battles of being a leader. And, and there are battles, no matter uh, how big a place is. There's positives, there's negatives, um, and we want that title, um, but uh, we don't want to have to go through those battles. Uh, and here it's a reminder to me that, yes, Judah led them. He led them, um, had that position of leadership, but um, uh, because of that, uh, the blessing that Moses uh, pronounced upon him was, or the prayer that he had for him was, uh, strengthen him um, and give him wherewithal. Um, uh, look at verse 8. And so we have Reuben, now we have Judah. And of Levi, he said, let thy Thummim and thy Urim be with thy Holy One. Uh, let thy Thummim and thy Urim be with thy uh, Holy One. And let me say uh, first, uh, Simeon is left out here. There's a lot of conjecturing on why he was left out. Uh, I do think that it's probably connected to Genesis 49 where, uh, uh, where Jacob Israel is saying, you're going to be scattered among your brethren, scattered among your brethren. And so they kind of got assimilated into um, uh, other tribes. Um, and uh, Simeon and Levi, Simeon and Levi, a lot of times, kind of like James and John in the New Testament, um, uh, were uh, connected. And so they're left out. Um, but, but here for Levi... Uh, the Urim and the Thummim. The Urim and the Thummim. Does anybody want to wax eloquent about what that is? Uh, anybody have any idea what that is? We don't know exactly what that is. Uh, the Urim and the Thummim. The Thummim and the Urim. Uh, Urim means light. Thummim means direction. Uh, and there's a whole lot of conjecturing about, uh, are the, is it the jewels and the uh, breastplate of the high priest? Uh, of course, it was entrusted to uh, the high priest, but uh, it's a way that God gave direction. It's a way that God led them, the Urim uh, and the Thummim. Uh, it's uh, similar but, but unlike um, the casting of lots. Similar but unlike the casting of lots. It's just a different economy back then. Uh, it's just a, we're not going to roll dice to try to decide uh, what college should I go to, who should I marry. Uh, oh, no, it came up. 
I'm not sure if I can say the word craps. Is that a, uh, if it's about dice, I think I can say that right because that's, that's dice. Um, someone told me that that's a gambling term of some kind. But anyway, uh, and so um, the Urim and, and the Thummim basically was a, uh, a divinely inspired method in which God led his people. And so it's given to Levi, uh, given to the high priest. And of course, we know that Jesus is our high priest uh, and he doesn't give us direction he is the direction uh, jesus said i am the way i am the way the lord is my shepherd he leads us he leads us uh, beside still waters and green pastures and paths of righteousness and so uh, he doesn't just tell us a way he actually is the way and by the way uh, if all you're doing is getting um, okay uh, god what should i do and then we run off until we uh, have another major life decision and then we run back and hey god tell me what i need okay then we uh, run off uh, we need to be walking with god every step of the way um like a sheep with a shepherd side by side every uh, single uh, step with uh, step of the way and so verse eight look at it uh and of levi he said let thy thummim and thy urim be with thy holy one whom thou didst prove at massa and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of meribah who said unto his father and to his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor knew his own children, for they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. Okay, talking about the Levites. They shall teach Jacob thy judgments and Israel uh, thy law, uh, and shall put incense before thee and whole burnt sacrifice upon thine altar. Bless, Lord, his substance, still pronouncing blessings upon them and of course uh as the priesthood they were teaching they were teaching but i do love the order uh they're keeping and observing observing and keeping before they ever uh did any teaching observing and keeping and that's verse seven uh i'm sorry uh, that's verse nine before they were ever doing any uh teaching uh that's verse number 10 i'll be honest with you uh, like i am all the time but anyway uh, i'll be honest with you um, I, I don't understand pastors that can preach something that they don't live. Um, uh, and, if, and if I ever get, of course, if it's in the Word of God, we're supposed to preach it. But, but uh, you're going to hear me get really sheepish and, boy, I need, I need work on this. And, boy, we all need this. And I'm not the best. At, you're going to hear a lot of that. Uh, because um, if I'm not living something, I'm not going to get up and uh, tell you, tell you, tell you. And I don't know if it's just who I am, the way I'm wired. I don't know if it's a, uh, a quirk. Um, but but uh, preachers that are just, they're not living that. They're not living that. They're not living that. I don't understand that. Uh, and here's a great example of, of observing. Uh, and, of course, Ezra uh, has a great passage on this uh, also. Uh, but they're observing, uh, they're keeping, uh, and then they're uh, teaching. Uh, look at verse number uh, 10 again. Uh, they shall teach, look at the two names, Jacob thy judgments and Israel uh, thy law. Uh, okay, uh, two names, two people. Uh, he, you're to teach Jacob uh, and you're to teach uh, Israel. Um, and of course we know Jacob becomes Israel. Uh, and we also know that Israel was Jacob, 
uh, is there something in there that I'm not seeing? Because there, there has to be something there that God's trying to teach us. I, I think another great study would be uh, 83 times in the Bible, God uses those two names together, uh, Jacob, and then he'll use the name uh, Israel. Um, uh, and basically, Jacob, the supplanter, the deceiver, uh, the one that would always lie and run, lie and run, lie and run. Uh, and then uh, when God finally uh, nailed him down and uh, crippled the hollow of his thighs, so you can't run anymore. Um, and uh, what is your name? What is your name? Uh, wanting Jacob to admit um, that, yeah, I'm the supplanter, I'm the deceiver, I'm the trickster. Uh, your name shall be no more called Jacob. But from here on, it's going to be called uh, Israel. Uh, and uh, typically, uh, when it's a negative reference to God's people, um, it's Jacob. When it's a positive reference to God's people, uh, it's Israel. And I'll give you one, but, but again, 83 times. Uh, Romans 11, when blindness in part has happened to Israel, almost giving that, okay, they're lost, but, but it, it was... It was it happened to Israel, blindness in part. They, they almost have that veil as an excuse uh, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And so then all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall uh, come out of Zion a deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And so uh, it's using, the, it's talking about the same group, uh, using Israel in a positive way, uh, using Jacob uh, in a negative way. I, I do like uh, when God goes into did I talk about this just the other day? I may have talked about this just the other day. Um, uh, calling on the name of uh, the, the God of Abraham and calling on the name uh, of, of the God of Isaac and calling on the name of the God of... Uh, Two-thirds of the time when it says the God of, calling on the God of, it's not the God of Israel, um, which Israel literally means governed by God, governed by God. Uh, Two-thirds of the times uh, it's the God of Jacob, uh, the deceiver, the supplanter, uh, and any time you see that, that, that should give us great hope. Uh, that should give us great encouragement, the fact that, that he was a God to him uh, and then changed him to him. Um, uh, any shortcomings that we have, and we have them, uh, praise the Lord that, and so, um, uh, okay, uh, Levi, you're going to teach Jacob, uh, and you're also going to teach uh, Israel. Any thoughts on that at all? Can I get some really smart people to throw out a guess, Billy? Yeah. 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 So it, it does, the, the first couple of uh, verses are very complicated on who, is it talking about Moses' blessing, talking about God loving Moses? Um, uh, the they, uh, um, in, let's see, 9 and 10. Who said unto the Father, I have not seen him nor uh, acknowledged brethren, uh, his own child. for they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. They, uh, I'm assuming is talking about Israel. Uh, they, probably the antecedent to that is probably uh, Levi, the, the, the Levites. Um, anybody have a thought on that? Um, that's, where, that's where some of the Bible is, gets complicated. And that's where uh, if you have Bible software or if you fluently know Hebrew and Greek, which I don't know that any of us do, I do not. Um, if you have a Bible program that shows you the Hebrew and the Greek, it'll show you what the antecedent of a word is. It does block diagramming for you, and so you can see that. Billy. They. 
Yeah, yeah. They shall teach Jacob and Israel. They shall put incense before thee. I think it's still talking about the Levites because they were the ones that were to lead. They were the ones spiritually. Uh, they were the priesthood, the, where the high priest uh, came out of. Um, um, but Billy, I, I appreciate that. Uh, most of the time I'm going to say, that's a great question. Let me get back to you on that. That's going to be my go-to uh, as we play Stump the Child. Any, any, anybody else have a thought on the Jacob and Israel? Uh, I, I, the, the one thing, my takeaway was um, there are some churches that uh, it's like all Israel. They've been saved all their life. Every single person, they look the part, dress the part. They all look the same way. Uh, Cookie-cutter Christianity, uh, a cultural Christianity um, uh, teaching Israel, teaching Israel, teaching Israel. Uh, I like the fact that, that we as a church, uh, we, we, yes, we have Israel, but uh, every single uh, service that we have, we got people that look like they just stumbled in and uh, maybe the first time they've ever been in church. Uh, and to me, I want to be teaching Jacob, the old man, uh, and teaching Israel, the new man. Uh, I think that's also why you're gonna, you've already seen a uh, renewed emphasis on uh, getting the gospel out during some part of the sermon, uh, some part of the service, making sure that um, uh, because uh, it's not just feeding the flock of God which is among you, and I've always leaned that direction, uh, but there's been a renewed effort on my part, the staff's part, to make sure we're not forgetting about uh, Jacob, uh, people that, that are unsaved, and, and uh, Israel also needs to hear the gospel. The saved also need to hear the gospel. And so um, uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, anyway, verse 10. Uh, they shall teach Jacob the judgments and Israel thy law. They shall put incense. I think that's all talking about uh, the Levites because that was the, the heading. Uh, and whole burnt sacrifice upon the altar. Bless, Lord, his substance. And so uh, it's a blessing. It's a benediction. It's also a prayer. Uh, and accept the work of his hand, smite through the loins of them that rise against him, uh, and of them that hate him, that they rise not uh, again. So uh, we've seen uh, Reuben, we've seen Judah, we've seen blessings on Levi, uh, and now Benjamin. Look at verse number 12. And of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long. Uh, and he, the Lord... Uh, the Lord shall dwell between his shoulders. Geographically, uh, Benjamin, uh, the tribal territory of Benjamin, uh, are like two shoulders with Jerusalem being uh, dead center. Uh, look at verse 13. Now the blessings on, on Joseph. Uh, and of Joseph, he said, blessed, blessed, blessed. The first point is uh, the blessings of Moses, the blessings on them, the benediction uh, that he gave to them. Uh, 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 blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew, for the deep that coucheth beneath, and for the precious fruits uh, uh, brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and uh, for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, and for the precious things of the earth and fullness thereof, and for the goodwill of him that dwell, uh, dwelt in the bush. Uh, talking about uh, our, our God. Uh, let the blessings uh, come upon the head of Joseph and upon the top of the head of him uh, that was separated from uh, his brethren. Again, I, I sure hope you don't miss. God had just said, Moses, you're not going in. Uh, too bad. Uh, you're not going to fulfill what you wanted to fulfill. Your dream is dead. But instead of Moses complaining and griping and criticizing and 
uh, and blaming and walking away and dragging up, uh, instead of looking at what he can't do, he's focused on what he can do. Boy, I want to speak in and bless and help uh, and encourage. Look at 17. Uh, his glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns, uh, which makes Charlie happy. Uh, with them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and uh, they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, second time we've seen that phrase, uh, and they are thousands of Manasseh, and of course uh, Joseph's uh, sons Ephraim and Manasseh, and now Zebulun, uh, and of Zebulun he said, Rejo Rejoice Zebulun in the, thy going out in Issachar and thy tents, uh, and they shall call the people unto the mountains, and they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for uh, they shall suck of the sacrifices, uh, suck uh, they shall uh, uh, suck of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures uh, hidden the sand. Uh, and many think that's prophesying about oil uh, fields and refineries and tankers and different things. Um, that would also be conjecture. Uh, but the blessings continue. Verse 20, uh, and of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad. He dwelleth as a lion, teareth uh, the arm, the crown of the head, and uh, he provided the first part for himself because there uh, in, the portion, uh, in a portion of the lawgiver was he seated. Uh, and then 22, the blessings on Dan. Uh, he said, uh, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. And then Naphtali, he said, uh, O Naphtali, sat, uh, satisfied with favor and full uh, with the blessings of the Lord. And then Asher, he said, uh, let Asher be blessed with children. Uh, let him be acceptable to his brethren. Let him dip his foot in oil. Uh, thy shoes shall be upon, shoes shall, shoes shall, uh, thy she shall, she shalls. Uh, thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. And I love that. Uh, if God has more planned for you, he's going to give you the strength to do it. Uh, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. But again, uh, Moses is overlooked for that promotion. Moses is overlooked for uh, entering Israel. Moses is being replaced by uh, a young upstart, Joshua, and uh, he's not going to fulfill the dream that he had, but, but instead of pouting, he's encouraging. Instead of crying and whining, he's blessing uh, and blessing. He's blessing uh, the people. I, I kind of go in waves with this, uh, unfortunately. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go in waves on, um, and, and I don't want to go psychological on, uh, the one-minute manager talks about seeing the positive in people, praising them for it. Um, I, I can go for weeks at a time and just, when I'm in a good space, uh, on, on, on praising people and praising and encouraging people. And, uh, and obviously you heard me with Charlie. Um, and Jack, I've been doing it more just so. Uh, anyway, uh, Jack, you're handsome. And Jack, you are strong. And, um, but um, that's where I want to live. I want to make sure no corrupt communication proceeds out of my mouth. And I get that sometimes... Uh, corrections needed. I get that, but not nearly as often as we're just blathering negativity uh, towards people. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm breathing life into people and, uh, and blessing them, kind of like uh, Moses uh, was here. Uh, no corrupt communication, but that which is good to the use of edifying, ministering grace, uh, letting all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from me with all malice, uh, and being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. So that's the giving of it, the blessing. But then put down number two quickly, uh, the guarantee for it. Uh, the guarantee for it. Moses wasn't the guarantor of these blessings. God was. Look at verse number 26. On what basis could Moses give this blessing? 26. 
There's none like unto the God of Jeshurun who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and uh, in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Can I read that again? Uh, the eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting uh, arms. Uh, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee. He, he fights our battles for us, and shall say, uh, destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. Uh, the eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Uh, Moses basically saying the, the blessings are backed by God. Uh, God's the one that uh, gives the victories, gives the blessings, gives the increase. Uh, uh, God's the one that cares for, and uh, it's the furthest we can fall are into the loving, uh, everlasting arms uh, of our Heavenly Father. I have a whole thought on this that I've given many times about uh, Psalms. Stop me if you've heard this before. Um, Psalm 8, where he says the heavens are the work of his fingers. The heavens are the work of his fingers. Uh, and, and so he made all the solar systems with his fingers. He made uh, all of the quasars and all the planets. And uh, I, I mean, all the vast universe is just, just kind of child's play with his fingers. Uh, but when it comes to, to us, what is man that thou art mindful of him? It's that passage where that is. Uh, when it comes to us, he doesn't just, it's not just his fingers. Uh, underneath are the everlasting arms. Uh, in fact, John 10, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. Uh, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my fingers. No, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Uh, and my father's gave them me is greater than all. Uh, and no man shall pluck them out of my father's hands. Well, you talk about security in our heavenly father. Uh, that's security. Uh, that, that's not just, uh, he's powerful enough to make everything with his fingers, but when it comes for his care and his love for us, boy, uh, you're in good hands uh, with all seed. Um, you're in good hands with God. Is anybody with me on that? Uh, and so, and then the other one that I would contrast is Isaiah 9, where uh, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Um, and the government, shall be upon his, what's that next word? The government shall be upon his, it's not plural. It's not plural. Shoulder, singular. Uh, and the first time someone challenged me on that, um, I flipped over to Isaiah 9, 6 right away. And you mean it's just, what are you talking about? It's, all, it's shoulders, it's shoulders. Uh, no, it's shoulder, one shoulder. And so uh, all the governments of all the world over all of, of, of time uh, God, you know, just one shoulder, one shoulder. He can support it with one shoulder. But uh, then go to Luke chapter 15 when there's one lost, straying sheep. Uh, that shepherd bends down, picks up, and places that one lost sheep on one shoulder or on shoulders. Boy, for the government, just one shoulder. But when it comes to one of us, he puts both shoulders uh, into it. Look at chapter 34 quickly. And Moses went up from the plain of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo, um, uh, Mount Nebo to the top of Pisgah, that is over against Jericho, uh, closing it out. And the Lord showed uh, him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, uh, and all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea, and the south, the plain of the valley of Jericho, city of the palm trees, and Zoar. The uh, Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I'll give it. Uh, unto thy seed. This is the land that I was going to give to you 
I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. Can you imagine uh, that moment? Uh, some people think that the Bema seat, uh, judgment of Christ, where we're rewarded for our works, uh, thinks, uh, think that all of our sins are going to be called out at the Bema seat judgment. Uh, that's not a time of having our sins judged. Uh, my sin was judged on the cross of Calvary. Uh, if you're a believer, that's when your sin, past, present, future sins, uh, judged at Calvary. Uh, at the Bema seat judgment, that's when our works uh, are rewarded. But uh, I do think the disappointment and where the tears come uh, are when we, are, uh, we know even as we are known, um, I think that's 1 Corinthians 13, uh, we'll know even as we are known and we realize God had so much more planned for my life. Uh, God wanted the ministry to, to not just hear, but, but hear. And God wanted to bless in, in this way. Um, I, I think that's where God has to wipe away the tears from the eyes because uh, we'll realize we pulled up short. We should have been uh, attempting great things for God, doing great exploits for God uh, instead of uh, pulling up short. And that's kind of where uh, he's feeling that five so Moses, the servant of the Lord, and of course, uh, of all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Of all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. And I think Moses didn't know that poem, but could have quoted that right about there. Verse 5. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, uh, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Uh, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher uh, unto this day. Put down number two, the burial of Moses. Quickly, uh, Moses, the servant of the Lord, died. Uh, verse 6, he's buried. Uh, he's buried. God buried him uh, there in that, uh, that land. And, of course, the one that's doing the writing uh, is the one that did the burying. God buried him, uh, and of course, God's telling us about that because no man knows where uh, that sepulcher, where that grave is. Uh, but, but, Moses, you pulled up short, but, but look at the blessing. Here's what you're going to get. Moses, uh, you're 120 years old when you die, uh, and your eye wasn't dim. Does anyone else find that their eye is dimming? Not at uh, 120, but at 56, my eye is dimming. Uh, and your uh, natural force isn't abated. You're going to be as strong as ever. Uh, your faculties aren't diminished. Uh, and uh, you'll be loved incredibly. Verse 8. Uh, and the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plain of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. And, and so, yeah, Moses, you're not going to get everything that you dreamt of. Uh, you, you ended up uh, forfeiting that. However, uh, there's a whole lot of blessings that you are going to get. Uh, your work won't end with you. Verse 9, and Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Children of Israel hearkened unto him, uh, and he did as the Lord commanded him. And uh, there's never going to be a prophet uh, rise up like you were, Moses. Yes, okay, uh, you're pulling up short, uh, but there's so many blessings. And, and I think that Moses kind of already had that, and that's why uh, he wasn't bitter about what he couldn't do. Uh, he was focused on what he could do. Blessing, uh, 10, uh, and there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, uh, and all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his servants, and to all his land, uh, and in all that mighty uh, uh, hand, and in all the great terror which Moses showed uh, in the sight uh, of Israel. Uh, and we're going to close out 
uh, Deuteronomy uh, with that, but uh, I, I wanted to show you, and, and maybe this will spur someone uh, to, to do something like this. I uh, told you about, it was 10 years ago when we uh, went, went to Israel the first time, uh, and uh, you know, I put down, okay, I, I can't get life insurance because I'm a type 1 diabetic, uh, type one diabetic. So the only life insurance I have, uh, type 1 is radically different than type 2. Um, but I have a small Northwestern Mutual that was um, taken out uh, when I was born by my parents. Uh, and, so that, um, and so I had those details written in there. If something happens to me, Stephen and Hannah. Uh, and then um, uh, one of the things that I, I made sure Stephen knew where it was, was my flash drive that has my entire life's work of sermons and uh, where that's at. And, um, and so there's some details in there. Um, talking about that $15 in my bank account that, okay, you can cash in on that. Um, but, but that was more direction, more direction. Um, uh, the, the letter that I wrote to them, uh, Stephen's uh, out of the country, Hannah's in a different group, uh, was, Stephen and Hannah, I, I love you and you'll be fine. Keep in mind, this is if our plane goes down uh, and we don't make it back. Uh, Stephen and Hannah, I love you and you'll be fine. Your mom and I have always been so proud of you and who you both are. Be assured that we have total faith in your ability to make the right decisions and navigate the challenges that you'll face. We derive that confidence in watching you both do it for the last 20 years. It's time to grow up fast, but it's a time that you both can make it through. The responsibilities will seem overwhelming at times, but you would have had those someday either way they're just coming a lot sooner and almost at once once and you guys got this Stephen you married well we love Allie and our biggest regret is not seeing Charlie born she was pregnant <laughs> I, I, I kind of um, um, uh, not seeing Charlie uh, but uh, but raise her right and we will someday I'm not, it was like 10 years ago. I must have rewritten this because that was like three years that she was pregnant. But um, Hannah, uh, you're, you're, you are my daughter and are built to succeed at whatever you do. Uh, you'll never know how truly proud of you I am. Uh, your mom and I love you both so much. Can't wait to see you in heaven. Stephen uh, always used to pray that, that at night. At, Stephen always used to pray at night asking God for all of us to die at the same time. I mean, just kind of a warped kid. I don't even know why. Uh, God, let us all die at the same time. And, and then I would add, P.S., let that to be a long, long ways from now. Um, Stephen always used to pray at night asking God for all of us to die at the same time. I'm glad that you both didn't and still have a bright future yet to unfold with an incredible life that you both will live. We love you. Your story has taken a twist, but it's an exciting story and one worth living. Stay connected to each other. Stephen, watch out for Hannah. She's always loved you. Hannah, watch out for Stephen and keep your family first. Your biggest fan, Dad. And then the funny thing is I, I put P.S. Uh, almost every password on everything we have is a variation of, and then I gave him uh, Ricky Ticky Tavi. I don't even know. I'm not going to tell you. But anyway, uh, it is, it, um, but um, it, it's a... It, it, it all goes back to one phrase, uh, and we add a one, we get an asterisk, we change it around, we capitalize, we do different. Um, but, but I told him what that was, and, and again, that's more, um, 
Uh, and I shouldn't get emotional except for the fact that um, I don't want to live my life bitter and angry and upset. Um, and if I don't get something that I wish that I would have had, uh, if it's a little harder than I thought that it should have been, uh, I don't want to be <laughs> that angry old man saying, get off my lawn, get off my lawn, and, and you're not doing things the right way. Boy, I want to live a life that's blessing and encouraging and loving and uplifting and strengthening and pouring life into other people. Uh, and I, I want to make sure that I start that at home. I start that at home. Uh, and I probably need to update that now that I've pulled it off and realized how outdated that is. But, um, but then even with the people that we, we minister to, and I hope uh, hearing that will challenge you to, to think that through a little bit, uh, how we live our lives, uh, but then also think that through with your kids uh, and, and just blessing uh, and benedictions uh, and breathing, speaking life uh, to the ones that that look to you for leadership and influence. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.